0: The British Open is upon us over in Royal Portrush in Ireland. It looks very cool. The last major of 2019. Lots of good stuff coming out of the presser. lots Lots of stuff to talk about. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart with Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for joining me here today as we prepare ourselves for the British Open, 2019 British Open, there in Ireland at Royal Port Rush. So pretty exciting. Uh, All the pictures and things I've seen of the place are just unbelievable, just gorgeous. Really amazing to see how this uh, course holds up. They've talked a lot. It's been, you know, decades since they've played the the British Open at this uh, particular venue, Royal Port Rush. Much of it to do with, it's just that the British Open as one of the four majors has gotten so huge and there was just not a lot of, uh, I guess the infrastructure wasn't there to really support what's going on, but they're going to give it a try now. I don't know if the infrastructure is all that better, if it's just wireless technology is better or because we can helicopter people in or what's going on, but um, we're having it there and hopefully there's been some chatter anyway that if things go well, we'll see it maybe on the uh, rotation or the rotunda or whatever they call that thing the rotation for the british open that would be pretty cool it's um i've got a good buddy of mine uh, evan schiller who has the uh, website golfshots.com he's a golf photographer best in the world and he takes just spectacular shots of um, of golf courses i don't know how he does it he just has a mind and knows when Um, He he can predict the weather better than any weatherman, right? He's there at the right time for when you get the perfect sunsets and all that. The lighting's perfect. So go check out some of his photos. But he has done a whole series from Ireland. And um, there was one photo from Royal Port Rush that I couldn't believe. And he's actually, if you follow him on Instagram or Facebook, he always sticks up some of his cool photos, especially when he's photographed courses where the tours are stopping. He'll stick those up. Really beautiful, fascinating stuff, and some of the shots he's taken of that area are, boy, it's just a different world out there, right? I've never seen anything like it except, um, you know, for maybe Bandon Dunes, you see some similar views there. And um, and then I had actually the opportunity to go out and play Ballyneal, which is up in uh, Colorado, out in the middle of nowhere. It's got some link, links filled to it as well, out in the middle of the sand and stuff. Uh, no water, but... You know, no water anywhere near it, but definitely some link feel to it for sure. But anyway, so what do we, what's come out of this um, British Open that has been interesting? A lot of talk, right? There's talk about um, Tiger Woods and how he has not played in a month. And is he going to be ready to go? Hard to say. Um, <laughs> Tiger Woods is treating the majors like Brooks Kepka apparently. <laughs> treats the regular tour events no practice um that was a very interesting for you that that don't know this uh in one of uh, and again the time difference so weird that some of these things we don't hear in live but uh, brooks kepka was asked the question as to why he plays so much better in majors as opposed to regular tour events and it's it's in the data but let's Let's be honest. I mean, everybody's, well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but so he was asked the question, why is he so much better in the majors than he is in regular tour events? And he simply said, because I practice before a major, I'll practice. And before tour events, when you see me on TV playing golf, that's when I play golf. And, uh, there's been a lot of, I'm, I'm surprised because I'm um, definitely expected that some folks would talk about it on, you know, PG tour radio on Sirius XM. Definitely expected to hear some discussions there, but even our local radio station sports channels here have been having a real hard time with his comments, and I I don't I don't necessarily I don't necessarily understand why. Um, for a couple reasons, one Brooks Kepka is an independent contractor, so he can do whatever he wants. There was some people saying like, "Hey, um, yeah, but." What about his sponsors? Well, what about his sponsors? If they don't like what Brooks is doing, they can cancel the contract. But if if this kid keeps winning majors and keeps touring around and he's wearing your stuff, then there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on him. And I don't think the sponsors are going to go anywhere. If he's focused on majors and he can win majors by practicing a little before, then I think that they're going to be fine. And, and the fact that he's won majors are going to keep the eyeballs on him. So I don't see where there's any problem with the sponsors at all. Um, there was some discussions as to, yeah, what, but is this, you know, is this what you want to be teaching your children? Well, why would Brooks Kepka care about teaching my children? You know, I'll take responsibility for that. And hopefully, all of us can take responsibility for teaching our own children, um, how to, uh, how, how to go about it the right way. But Brooks Kepka has obviously, it, it, nobody can deny that he's worked very hard in his life to get to this level where he is now an an amazing professional golfer and athlete. And if he takes some time off, I don't see why that is such a big concern. I I can see if he was under contract or something, um, but he's not. He's an independent contractor. He's very different from all other professional sports. You've got unions and all this kind of good stuff. Well, you know, these guys are independent consultants, independent contractors. They can play and do and wherever they want. There's nothing that says that Brooks has to play at all. I mean, I don't know what a sponsorship contracts look like, but he doesn't have to play. He picks and chooses and plays those tournaments where he wants to play. And because he's won a lot of majors and he has exempt status, he has the flexibility to do that. Additionally, he knows what he needs to do to play well in major tournaments. And we have, as a society, made it very, very, or at least golf fans, have made it very apparent that majors are the big deal and everything else doesn't really matter. Not world ranking, not FedEx Cup points, none of that stuff. It's about the majors. That's why everybody's so focused and freaked out when Tiger Woods came back and won his 15th because he's getting close to Jack's number. Closer, 18, right? That's the big number. So why wouldn't Brooks? I mean, if that's the way he's been raised in the Tiger Woods era. So it's all about the majors, chasing majors. There's also been some talk about, you know, 82 victories and, and, okay, but that's, I mean, how many of us had even heard that Tiger Woods was getting closer, even knew what the record was, you know, that Sam's, Sam Sneeds record? Not many of us, for sure. We've definitely heard about it now that Tiger's getting closer, but we've heard about this major record of 18 since Tiger won his first one. You know, will he catch, will he eclipse Jack? Will he catch Jack? Will he pass Jack? So this whole idea that majors the most important have been driven into Brooks Kepka's head all of these years. And if he needs to go to the regular tour events and just goof off and play a little golf and miss a cut and go whatever, and, and missing a cut is not even accurate because the kids in the, you know, 80th percentile for making cuts, and that's not easy to do. There's only one player who's won this year that's in the 90th percentile for making cuts, and that's Tiger Woods. So Brooks Kepka is making cuts as, uh, for, for his whole career. I'm even talking when he just came out on the PGE Tour. He is in the same consistency rating as Roy McElroy, Dustin Johnson, some of the big names, Justin Rose. Okay. So to say that he's not trying isn't fair. He's trying to make the cut. All he's saying is he puts way more focus before a major, which I think every player does. You've got players taking weeks off to work on their games. Tiger's always done that, to work on his game before a major. So I don't understand the uproar. Uh, We don't know how much the tour players practice when they go home after a tournament. I mean, there's been some pretty famous winners on the PGA Tour that didn't practice, that just showed up and played. Right? Bruce Litsky? made the whole banana story, right? He told his caddy that he never practiced in the off season. His caddy didn't believe him and shoved a banana in one of his head covers. And then when the season started up again, and it's not like a year round, you know, calendar, a year round season like we have now on the PGA Tour. It literally was three, four months off. Shows back up to go. Caddy pulls off the head cover, rotten banana inside. Litsky hadn't touched the clubs. No practice. Is that a problem? No, he still went out and won. Could he have won more? Maybe. Did it matter him? No, absolutely not. Not for his quality of life. So I don't understand the pushback on Brooks Kepka. He's a young kid. He's enjoying his life. He's had, right? He's won back to back PGA tours and back to back U.S. Open. He's a Hall of Famer. He's achieved probably more than he ever thought he would in the game of golf, would be my guess. And now he's focused on the majors because that's what he has been brought up to do. Focus on the majors. So I've got no problem with Brooks Kepka. Let him play. And I expect that he'll do just fine this uh this tournament. Um I, I do I do believe that, that that kid right there, Brooks has more um takes a lot out of him to stay that focused for over the course of twenty hours essentially, five hour rounds, four rounds, and staying on even keel and on it for that long is a difficult task. And uh it's got to be exhausting. And yet he does it as well as anybody right now. I mean, he is right there and has been right there for these majors for the last few years. So I, you can't really question how the kid's getting it done. So we just kind of have to leave it alone, I think. I mean, just let let him be. Um Tiger Woods, he gets to do whatever the heck he wants, right? It's Tiger Woods. I found it interesting. They were talking today about who they thought would have the biggest crowds today. I mean, biggest crowd starting Thursday morning. And they still said they thought it would be Tiger Woods, which I was uh, surprised by. Rory McIlroy is a local boy. You've got Graham McDowell, who's a local boy. You've got Darren Clark, who's a local boy. I guess he's hitting the first tee shot, which will be quite uh, powerful for that part of the world. There's been a lot of political strife, obviously, in Ireland. And um, so this is kind of a cool thing. Hopefully, um, you know, it is it is always nice when sport sort of calms things down and kind of brings us all together. And maybe that gets it done there at the uh, 29 uh, British Open. There's been some folks that have been a little upset at me for calling it the British Open, but they used to call it the British Open. I I know that um, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe those in Ireland don't want to call it the British Open. Um, but I, I don't know what to, to do with it. Just calling it the opens weird. And they talk about the birthplace of golf. It's not the whole place. I, I don't know. The whole thing is weird for me, but British opens, what I grew up on. British opens, what they used to advertise. And, uh, we've got the U S open, the British open. I don't know. I feel like if I call them the open, then, you know, then what's the U S open take second fill to it. And I don't think that's, that's fair, especially, uh, as, as Kevin Kisner uh, showed, uh, Kevin Kisner today, if you didn't hear or see, he played a uh, practice round, or at least I saw the photo today. He played a practice round in a hat that had 1776 on the front. Uh, obviously, when we, uh, the United States earned independence from the crown and, um, and broke away, right? And uh, so um, if, I guess if they'd won that, I'd be willing to call it, the Open, but they didn't. So we can call it whatever we want because, yeah, because we have our independence and they can't make me call it what they want it to be called. So um, unless uh, they want to sponsor the show, then we could probably work something out. But anyway, those are my thoughts on this uh, British Open. We are I'm, I'm working up some stats here to try to figure out and make a prediction like we've done in the past. Obviously, I um, haven't nailed it yet. Uh, you gotta get, you gotta get the numbers right, but have done pretty good the last couple. Really blew it on Pebble Beach. Um, but man, if I'd gotten the smaller greens, it would have been good. I, I, I'll say this. Th- this is one thing that you can say about the British Open and you can say about the RNA as they are so good at just setting up a golf course and letting the, the players play, just letting it happen. Obviously, there's there's much more um, weather, uh, typically, in a British Open than there is uh, sometimes over here in the States. Um, you're out on the coast, always on the water. At Pebble Beach, you know, we were always kind of iffy, but we had a really nice tournament there. But that's one thing that I have to kind of tip your cap to with the British Open, is they let the courses just be the courses and let the players go out there and play. And whoever wins, wins. And who cares what par is? I'm so I am so tired of the USGA commenting that they're trying to protect par. Now I will say, or, or, they're, or, or this this we're trying to identify the best golfer that week. Uh, give me a break. No, you're not. Um, but I, I will say this: this year, and again, we haven't played, we haven't finished the British Open yet. But knowing how the RNA sets it up and lets it just go. This will be one of the best tournament, uh, major tournament years in a long time, if you think about it. Masters always comes off without a hitch, um, but Tiger wins there. Uh, You've got the PGA that came off. Again, I thought they did a masterful job with the course set up there. That was wonderful, gorgeous, turned out perfectly. The U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, perfect. They didn't fuss with it. They didn't mess it all up. They didn't trick it out. They just let Pebble Beach be Pebble Beach. And it was awesome. And Gary Woodland, obviously very, very cool win there. And, and, and then with, um, and now with Royal Port Rush and, and the British Open, we know that they're just going to set the course up and let the course run. Weather's not looking like it's going to be very good. And that always brings in some challenges. But even if the weather was perfect, the RNA wouldn't do anything about it. They would just let the course be the course. Some years we've seen like St. Andrews, like completely brown. Right. Just the greens were watered. Everything else is just let go. I think it's brilliant. I really do uh, appreciate and liked that they stick to their guns when it comes to the, um, the pageantry and the silliness and the all of that with the, um, you know, all the ceremonial stuff that they do. I'm not big into that. Um, but really looking forward to this week and uh, really looking forward to to crunching some numbers tonight and coming up with the winner. And we'll get that uh, announced tomorrow. Also very excited about a special guest joining the program, uh, first part of next week, uh, which I am super looking forward to. It's going to be a great conversation and I can't wait to talk with him, um, and, and let it out. And I'll probably announce it uh, closer to the weekend. Don't want to take from the, uh, from the British Open, right? Let's get the British Open done and then we'll talk about the next things, but. Um, really cool and looking forward to it. Hope you have a great weekend and hope you enjoy the majors. Until next time, this is Aaron Stewart saying, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.